Welcome to episode 65 of the Amanda Wagner podcast, the place for fiercely ambitious entrepreneurs and leaders who want to get off the sidelines, build a legacy and claim their spotlight. In this episode, we are talking all about value, one of my favorite topics, how building and communicating value is the root of thoughtful service, product development, marketing and sales. We drill into why, how you share your value, is the best way to sell, especially if you don't want to feel sleazy. And we talk about my favorite question and the two or three words that make sure you are getting to the hearts, minds, and wallets of your audience. I'm Amanda Wagner, a business strategist, coach, and professional speaker. And I'm Liz Pittman, a digital communications specialist. The Amanda Wagner podcast is the place for ambitious leaders and entrepreneurs who are done shopping for shortcuts, no longer waiting for an invitation to do what they want and are ready to claim their spotlight. On this podcast, we talk about the challenges and triumphs of ambition and bravery, living thoughtfully and strategically in a noisy world, and share our experiences as entrepreneurs with big ambition. I'll admit talking about value and value-based selling is not new. It is not original. I did not come up with it. And I still think it's something that we need to talk about over and over again. For years, I have wrapped up all the proposals I've sent with Seth Godin's words, people do not buy goods and services, they buy stories, relations, and magic. That, my friends, is selling value. When we stop thinking about the features or the specific products or the technical aspects of you get a 60-minute call with a four inch lemon meringue pie and 22 gigahertz of whatever, that's where we get to stories. That's where we get to magic. That's where we actually sell. Oftentimes I find that when we're selling our own stuff, it's easy to get bored. It's easy to get tired and you feel like you're constantly repeating yourself. And that's where people get lazy. We forget the magic in what we've built we let go of the transformation that we offer. And frankly, we give up opportunities to talk about it, which in my opinion is leaving money on the table. And when we get lazy, we start to focus on features, these technical elements that are easy to rattle off and the ones that we think people care about, even though they're secondary. So examples of features are things like ingredients, things like fabrics, colors, contents, the amount of time that you get with somebody. And in my experience, when we start rattling off features, we confuse people. And if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that I say all the time, the confused customer says no. Features get confusing if we don't know why they matter. Your job is to communicate compel people and not confuse them. So I'll give you a couple examples here. So when we talk about ingredients, somebody will take that feature and say, our product only has five ingredients and you can pronounce them. When it comes to fabrics, these pajamas are made from bamboo or colors. This dress comes in seven different colors. Those are examples of features. One example that I often share is that when I went to buy my computer, I went into the Apple store and instantly the person at Apple started telling me about 
the pixels on the screen and the battery life and the weight of the laptop and how much storage space it had. And this person went through all these features one after the other. The one thing they didn't do was ask me what mattered most to me. So they rattle off features over and over again, but they didn't care about or didn't take the time to ask, what was the value that I was looking for? And Liz, you know this story. What's the number one thing I was looking for in my laptop? It was the color of your computer. I wanted the gold one. Well, yeah. So yes, I care about the storage space and sure the pixels are cool, but I had already done my research. I had a feeling I wanted the MacBook Air. I just wanted to know which one came in the gold color. Liz, when we talk about features, I know you teach about this. Can you share some of your favorite examples of features versus the benefit side? And when we're talking benefits, that's where we get into the magic piece. Liz, hit me. One of my favorite examples that I share in my class is also an Apple product related one. Uh, Thinking back to when the iPod was still a thing, you could have an advertisement that said that the iPod had whatever 50 gigs worth of space. That's a feature. Alternatively, you could say this iPod gives you the ability to have thousands of songs in your pocket. It's so much sexier. 50 gigabytes means nothing to me, but a thousand songs in my pocket, sign me up. hundred percent. And I think when, when we get into this thousands of songs in my pocket, when we get into the benefits, that's what's exciting. So when somebody says our product has only five ingredients and you can pronounce them, they're missing out on the major piece, which is who cares? So this leads me to my favorite question. And the number one way that I help people go from features, which can be confusing and boring as hell, to benefits, to storytelling, to magic, to building a brand and to that compelling piece. And that question is, so what? I'll use an example. Somebody will come to me and say, our product's amazing. It only has five ingredients that you can pronounce. So what, why does that matter? Who cares? And sometimes when I ask this to people, I sound like an asshole. I see people that are taken aback and they're like, oh, that was mean of her. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying to help you tell a compelling story. So let's think of an example, Liz, I'm gonna throw you out here. Uh, Your product has only five ingredients and you can pronounce all of them. So what, why might that matter to a customer? So you can save time shopping and don't have to spend all of your time looking for the right ingredients. Mm -hmm. You can spend more time with your family by cooking a faster meal. There you go. If this product only has five ingredients and I can pronounce all of them, chances are I can make something that might be allergy friendly. That is the benefit that we're looking for. When we talk about fabric, these pajamas are made from bamboo. So what? When I look at that, I'm like, oh, bamboo is really expensive. So I'm just not going to pay attention to it. But if somebody were to say bamboo pajamas actually wick away sweat and moisture and keep you cool at night, that's a lot more compelling. Liz is laughing at me because just before this episode, I was complaining about how sweaty I am. (laughs) I feel like this was a specific example. It is very specific. I'm so sweaty. Why is this happening? And of course, 
I can see the wind blowing outside, but we're podcasting. So I'm just looking longingly waiting until I can open the window. (laughs) What's interesting is, well, actually it's not interesting. What is a fact about my day is that this morning we had a Uh, consultation or somebody come out about an air conditioner. And so I was listening to this back and forth going, are you just throwing features at me? Or are you telling me why this actually matters? And so I am the type of person, I love salespeople. I love talking about sales. I explicitly asked Steve, I said, so who are your main competitors? And for me, that's always a a red flag identifying question because I don't really want to work with somebody who just shit talks their competition. I want to work with somebody who will speak to their value. And so he started speaking to, well, most of our competitors fall in this and this range and they do this and this and this. And instead we do this. And they started communicating. Well, part of our value is that we are based in the city. So if you need something, we call Part of our value is that if we do our jobs right, we shouldn't have to see you ever again, which I thought was such a fascinating way of saying we have customer support, but you won't need it. So when I see companies do this really well, I am more compelled to buy from them. So if we want to figure out what matters most to our customers, the number one way to do that is to ask them. Dear person at the Apple store, ask me what the three most important things are in my laptop. I care that it's gold. I care that it's light and can fit in my handbag. And I care that it lasts a long time not being plugged in. Now you can make informed statements about what features and benefits matter to me. And communicating value comes with asking ourselves this one question. So what? So when I talk about those two words, Oftentimes it helps people just consider what's the next piece. And what I'll actually do is I'll ask them, so what? And tell them to answer in five ways. So tell me why it matters. We just did this as an example, that your product has five ingredients. People will say, shop local. You're supporting a local business. And I go, so what? You've heard me rant about this before, Liz. I know I've shared it on the podcast. One of my least favorite times of the year is when there is an influx of graphics and memes that say, when you shop local, an actual person does a happy dance. I go, so what? That's about you, not about me as the customer. When we're talking about a benefit, and we're talking about communicating value, it has to be something that is valuable to the person who is buying it. In my past, I used to be a high school English and math teacher. And when I was teaching English, this was how I taught students to write a compelling paper. Because oftentimes what I would get is I would get a summary of a Shakespeare play. I would get a summary of a book chapter. And they, these students would just regurgitate something that happened. And I would say, and I would write over and over on these papers, so what? Who cares that these families were fighting? Why does that matter? How does this help prove your point? Now, if you wanna up the ante on the so what question, when we are actually speaking to customers, I add a third word in here, which is so that what? If I, I, like, I'm going to offer you this so that you can X, Y, Z. So let me give you an example. 
in my work as a business coach and strategist, I work with my clients three times throughout one month. That's a feature. I can tell you that I will do three 60-minute sessions in a month. Here's how much it costs, and I could let it land there. Or I could say, we work together for three 60-minute sessions in one month so that we can build on the momentum from each session and you get the most impact. I could also say we work together three times in one month so that we don't have to waste any time at the beginning of the session recapping what we did because it was so long ago. We meet three times in one month so that by the end of one month, there's actual proof of your progress. Those are the things that make it a hell of a lot more compelling when you look at a price tag and go, now I see why this matters. When I do this work, I always say features are technical, benefits are magical. The goal in communicating our value is that not only can we communicate our value and help be compelling, but our clients get to see the results. So when we are planning any marketing or thinking about how we communicate, our job is to get so clear and answer for ourselves, so what, so that we can answer it for our customers, but be really explicit. And by saying, so that you can, to our clients, they don't have to do any work to find that value. The goal in discussing features and benefits is to get to the point where what you offer feels priceless. MasterCard did this in a commercial, I want to say 10 plus years ago, where they would name some type of feature. They would say, buying dinner for your four friends, $300. An evening out with the people you love the most, priceless. Now they use this to advertise a credit card, which I get, right? They are still selling, but they're selling it in A, the most basic and B, the most brilliant way so that we're not thinking about the $300 that you spent taking three of your friends for dinner. We're thinking about this magical night with your friends. Liz, can you think of any other companies or examples that you have seen where people kick ass at this? I have another example that I use in class uh, of features versus benefits where we talk about scuba diving and we compare scuba diving goggles. I guess that's what you'd call them. Not my sport, but we compare double walled goggles as the feature. The benefit is you have uh, an unobstructed view of the underwater world. Done. Right? Take my money. I will buy that one. Right? I'm not a scuba diver, but I want those goggles. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I think about, um, again, the home improvement side when somebody's talking about windows. Oh, this has double pane glass. Cool. What the hell does that mean? Oh, you mean my neighbors won't hear me and I won't hear them? Sign me up. Mm-hmm. I see gyms all the time promote them. They have 50 group fitness classes a week. Who cares? So what? So what? So that I have unlimited or I have like many, many options that fit into my schedule and fit into my life so that 
I can have a healthier lifestyle that works with my calendar. Exactly. Your schedule, your flexibility, the classes you want to go to, if it's at six in the morning, God help you, 11 o'clock at night, God help you, or 3 p.m. in the afternoon, that one I could do. (laughs) Right? I find that people get lazy. And again, it's because we are so used to looking at our own products and services that we forget about being creative. One thing that I saw on the weekend that prompted me to think about this episode, uh, the City Art Center in my city has a billboard that's advertising guitar lessons, which for me, I do not play guitar. I am not interested in learning. Um, To me, I think it would be kind of boring, but they advertise guitar lessons starting July 2nd, be the hero of campfire songs. And I thought, yes, that's it. How do we take something like guitar lessons, which I'm like, oh, do I really want to spend my Wednesday nights plucking a guitar with a bunch of other people who suck at music? Not really, but do I want to be a campfire hero? Hell yes, I do. Let me learn to play three songs so that I can be a bunch of fun. So when I see places doing it right, that's when I get really fired up. And I want to encourage our listeners to take one thing that you offer, whether it is a product, whether it is a service and ask yourself, so what? And I challenge you to see if you can come up with a list of five or more reasons why that feature is compelling. Why is it compelling that you offer a 60 minute session? Why is it compelling that you insist on writing a digital strategy before starting somebody's social media campaign? Why does it matter that your pajamas are made of bamboo? Again, incredibly sweaty. I would love to know why bamboo matters so much. Now, one other piece that I want to share that if you listen to episode 64, I mentioned that I was going to dig into a little bit. I have been hired to do workshops about communicating value and how it helps us sell without feeling sleazy. Oftentimes, I get caught up in this, should I share this information for free or should I save it and hope that people hire me and want to hear it? And I bring this up because in our last episode, we talked about hoarding ideas again. We talked about the power of sharing and how if we truly want to be collaborative people, we don't need to feel threatened by somebody asking us for support by somebody asking us what tool we use or what course we've taken. So I really had to think about that and go, do I want to give away some of the ways that I think about value or do I want to hoard it and hope like hell that somebody pays me for it? So as a follow-up to last episode, you will see that I have made the decision to talk openly about this here. And that's because sharing something like this for free does not necessarily take away from somebody hiring me to do it. I have used this example before and will continue to, which is about comedians or performers. I have heard Jim Gaffigan tell the camping joke many times. I've watched it on Netflix. I have seen it in his special. Somebody sent it to me on YouTube. And yet... I still wanted to see him tell it live and in person, even though I could recite every single word. Liz, you had an experience this weekend. Tell me a little bit about your experience with musical theater. 
I went and finally, finally saw Hamilton on Friday. My favorite musical. I know every single word. I've listened to that soundtrack. I couldn't even guess how many times. And so I, I finally, finally was able to see a lot. Right. And it didn't make it less valuable. Not at all. Right. In fact, I imagine you had a better time because you're sitting there singing along to the songs in your head or out loud. Yep. I was that person. Yes. And so even though this, these musicals or comedians or this idea, it's like, do I share it for free or do I charge for it? Part of communicating our value is that you can get something different from an experience every single time. You can get something different, even if you've heard it before. And our job as entrepreneurs, as leaders, as anybody who is marketing or selling something is to continue being creative so that you can communicate this value so clearly so that even if you're bored, somebody who's just met you doesn't know that. Somebody who has worked with you a hundred times is still excited to a client or a customer that's purchased from you before wants to come back and still gets a compelling experience. So your job after listening to this episode is to remember your job is not to confuse. It is to compel. So think about how you can compel people. Again, my homework to you, take one thing that you offer and ask yourself, so what? Come up with a list of five or more reasons why it's compelling to others and challenge yourself to make a sentence that says it has blank, 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 or I do X, Y, Z. So that what? Dig into the result that somebody else gets. You are focused on the client and what's in it for them. When you so clearly outline what's in it for them, it's much easier for you to A, sell it, B, get gather loyalty and have customers for life and see, keep bringing new people in bonus. You're not going to feel like a sleaze bag because you aren't pushing, pushing, pushing. You are pulling people in your job is not to push. Your job is to pull. And by thinking about benefits and value, you are doing a really good job of pulling your customer in. This fall, I am looking for more speaking gigs. I am booking for late 2022 and early 2023 and speaking to value, marketing and selling without sleaze and using pull instead of push to compel your customers is one of my favorite topics. If you are looking for an engaging speaker for your event or for your company, this is what I do for a living and I would love to get in front of your audience. Check out theamandawagner.com for some of my core topics and fill out the contact form. I will be in touch and guaranteed if I get to talk about these things on stage, I will have you fired up, ready to market, sell and compel without feeling like a piece of garbage. And if you need help putting together a social media strategy that is chock full of compelling captions and compelling storytelling, I'm your gal. Visit my website, lizpittman.com or follow me on Instagram at lizpittman. I am fired up after this episode. What I want to do now is I want to go back to my own website and make sure I'm doing this. This gives me tons of ideas for Instagram content, how we can speak to what we offer in compelling ways. 
So come August, I will be raring to go. And Liz and I will be back at the mic to dig into even more topics. Uh, I want to put a shout out. If there's something you want to hear about, if you want to talk about a specific topic or you would like our take on something, you can reach out to me through my website, theamandawagner.com or send us a DM on Instagram at theamandawagner. So many of our great topics come from our listeners who say, can you talk a little bit more about this? And most of the time, our answer is yes. So thank you for joining us for this episode. I am so happy to say we are at episode 65. And I can't wait to have you back and see you back on the gram after my break. We will be back with a brand new episode, episode 66 in two weeks. Until then, we will see you on the internet. I'm pleased with these episodes. These are good. I thought that was a kiwi. Like a Aww. kiwi fruit. It's a kiwi fruit. No, it's a hair clip. I'm not <laughs> a big kiwi fan. It's been years since I've had a kiwi. Yeah. Are you an eat the skin person? Absolutely not. No. Yeah, me. Either. Oh, I was are you? I'm like, do no. we have to end our friendship? <laughs> No, I don't know why people like you just eat the whole fruit. I did have a friend who once who ate her apple core because she just didn't want to walk it to the like to the compost or garbage. So I think that's quite funny. But yeah, I don't want to eat that. But I do. Well, I think everyone eats the outsides of peaches. But a kiwi like a kiwi has a rind. Yeah, it's different. Peach has a skin. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. Glad we cleared that up. (laughs) Fuck me too.